0: Should I buy a new apartment in Darwin? If you're looking at investing in property, Should you purchase a new apartment in Darwin, maybe because you think Darwin's a good area or you're going to get some sort of government grant or government boost in order to invest in new property? Well, there are definitely some things that you should consider and some big risks that you need to be aware of if you're looking at investing in new apartments in Darwin. Hey, I'm Ryan from onproperty.com.au, helping you find positive cash flow properties. And the reason I'm creating this episode is because I had a reader email me and say, hey Ryan, I'm a FIFO worker, so fly in, fly out, looking at investing in a property in Darwin, going to live in it for six months and then potentially move out and rent out as an investment property. What do you think? Are there some things that I should consider? And they're looking at a particular new build apartment in Darwin. So here's some of the things that I think that you should consider. When you're looking at any new build apartment at all, whether it's in Darwin, Melbourne, Sydney, Gold Coast, Timbuktu, wherever it is, it doesn't matter. You need to consider these facts. And the facts are that I think it's about over 80% of all new build properties in Australia are sold through property marketers. Property marketers are people separate to the developers who try and sell the properties for the developers. So effectively, they act like real estate agents but the reason this is a concern Is that they get big commissions on these properties. Because there tends to be an oversupply of these properties, because these properties tend to be overpriced anyway and hard to sell, these companies and developers employ the help of property marketers in order to sell these properties, and property marketers get a commission for that. Commissions for a standard real estate agent selling a regular property tend to be around the one to two, maybe 3% mark. Commissions for someone selling a new build property, a property marketer, uh, anywhere from 6 to 8% or it can be discretionary anywhere from $5,000 up to $70,000 or $100,000 commission. Now, this commission is generally added on top of the developer's margin that they want to make so it can lead to massively overpriced property. I'm really concerned about this because I've seen so many of my readers, I've seen so many of my friends actually get stung by purchasing new build property through property marketers that were overpriced for the area. They got sucked in by the sales pitch and ended up paying too much for a property. I did a full episode on things that you can do to mitigate your risks when buying through a property advisor or property marketer, they tend to uh, disguise themselves as property advisors, offering you free service out of the goodness of their hearts. Uh, so you can check that out. Go to onproperty.com.au forward slash 282 and I'll talk more at the end of this episode about some things you can do to mitigate your risk. So wherever you're buying, whether it be Darwin or anywhere else, if you're buying new build property and you're not going directly to the developer, so you're not buying the land yourself and then sourcing a builder yourself, well then there's going to be um, a large Large chance that that property is going to be overpriced because there's just many layers of commission in there and profit that people need to make. So the property ends up being an inflated price for that property. So big risk no matter where you're buying. The second thing you need to consider when investing in Darwin in particular is I was at a wedding the other day for Ben Everingham, who's my recommended buyer's agent, and I was sitting at the table talking to people who lived in Darwin. And they were saying, yeah, in Darwin at the moment, so many rental properties on the markets, rents are going down, and you can really bargain for properties and get rent at a really good price. And they're talking about how awesome it is for them as renters in Darwin because the rents are going down for them. So, this is a big reference. As soon as I hear rents going down and that there's a lot of properties you can kind of pick and choose, to me that says, well, that must mean a high vacancy rate. And as an owner of a property, you want there to be a low vacancy rate, more demand than there is properties because that pushes rent price up. You don't want it to be going the other way because that tends to mean an oversupply in the market which leads to both long vacancy periods, lower rents, and also when it comes to sell your property, it becomes harder to sell your property at a good price. So I thought I would do some research into this. So if you go to onproperty.com.au forward slash vacancy, it will take you to this tool by SQM Research. Absolutely awesome vacancy rate tool and I put in the postcode for Darwin which is 0800 and basically you can see vacancy rates. Now, to give you a guide, anything under 1% is awesome, under 2% is good, under 3% is pretty good as well. Anything over 3% you get a bit concerned about and anything over 5%, you kind of want to stay clear of that unless you're absolutely sure you know that market. So if I look at Darwin and I look at you know July 2013 or let's go forward September 2013 we can see rental rates of somewhere around the 2 to 3% mark. So not too bad, that's all right. But then we look at the last year, 18 months and we can see this steady increase in vacancy rates in the area to the point where there's 120 properties on the market in Darwin itself with a, a probably about a 10% vacancy rate. It doesn't give us accurately exactly what it is. But 10% vacancy rate is bad and growth in vacancy rate is bad as well. So when you see high vacancy rates and you see the vacancy rates growing like we do in Darwin, that's a red flag that there's oversupply in the area. Now if you're looking at purchasing a new build property like an apartment complex, you're all of a sudden when this project is complete, there's going to be, what, another 30, 40, 50, 100 properties that instantly flood the market as soon as this is complete uh, in terms of availability, in terms of rental and things like that. So, we've already got high vacancy rates probably an oversupply in the area, and if we're purchasing a new build p- apartment where there's going to be more properties, well, isn't that just going to lead to more oversupply? So, if I'm going to invest in Darwin, I want to look at the economics of Darwin. I want to look at population growth of Darwin, and if I'm investing in an area that's already oversupplied, I need to know that in the future, it's not going to be oversupplied because maybe we're running out of land to develop on, or maybe there's going to be an influx of people into Darwin. Because Darwin's so awesome. I don't know. I don't know much about Darwin. But when I look at Darwin and I look at purchasing new build apartments in Darwin, I do get very concerned because A, new build apartments are generally overpriced anyway. And then B, the vacancy rate in the area is um, extremely high. And that's a big concern for me. So, what are some things that you can do to mitigate your risk if you're looking at investing in new build apartments, whether it be Darwin or anywhere else? And the first thing that you should always, always, always do is actually research existing apartments. Now, this particular development that I was looking at I'm not going to call them out by name, but basically, their one bedroom apartments started at $430,000 and went up to $460,000. Okay, so what I would then do if I'm interested in one bedroom apartments, I simply go to realestate.com.au to the buy section. I put in the suburb, which in this case is Darwin. and make sure I'm only looking at the same property type, in this case, it's apartments and units, and I set min bed and max bed to one. So it's only going to show me uh, properties with. One bedroom, and basically, I've sorted by date newest to oldest. And if I go through, I can look at existing one bedroom apartments that have already been built and look at the price. So we can see $348,000 for this one build property in one bedroom property in Darwin. So that is $80 to $110,000 cheaper for a one bedroom apartment. Now obviously, you need to compare what the complex is going to be like, uh, what the property like. But basically, I can go through this. Uh, I can see this place is $250,000. Uh, this looks very small because they have the couch on the kitchen. So maybe not exactly relevant. Uh, we've got a pretty nice looking complex here, $353,000, again eighty dollars to $110,000 cheaper. Um, I'm going to ignore the ones that are super cheap. We've got one here, $460,000, so that's a similar price. Again, $350,000, uh, $370,000. One for five sixty-five. dollars I wonder why that's so expensive. A cheap one for two twenty-five dollars and two fifty. dollars Maybe they're in holiday resorts or something like that. Maybe they're studio apartments. Three forty-five. dollars There's another one for four sixty. dollars Three eighty-five. dollars 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 That looks like a new build property there. You know we can keep going through this 36397 350 one for 478 350 look you can you get the idea the majority of the apartments one-bedroom apartments in Darwin seem to be around that three fifty thousand dollar mark there are a few above that in the 400s um, but generally like 350 380 398 uh, there's cheaper ones for 275 here's one for 400 Um, 359, and these are big apartment complexes, so they've probably got all the good stuff like a good pool, they've got the gym, they've got all that sort of stuff in there because they're already in bigger apartment complexes. So, by doing our research and researching existing properties, we can really get an idea that hang on a minute, I could purchase this new build property and pay potentially. $80,000 to $110,000 more than I need to. And the fact that we've got a vacancy rate of 10% in Darwin might mean that these people are finding it hard to sell their property, which means we could get a discount on existing properties even further to save us even more money. So, is it worth buying new build property and getting maybe a grant or a boost from the government of 10 dollars to $20,000 but overpay for a property by 80 dollars to $110,000? You do the math on that. Uh, for me, that's absolutely not worth it. Uh, The second thing you should try and do is to find out how much commission they're getting. And if you ask these property advisors, you know, how much commission you're getting on this property, Uh, generally they're not going to tell you. And that's a big warning sign for me because if they're not willing to disclose their commission, if it's not transparent, then that's an issue for me. For a real estate agent, really easy to find out their commission. It's generally like around 2%. You can call the real estate agent and say, look, I'm looking at listing a property, just trying to work out what your commission rate is, and they can probably tell you right off the bat. Very transparent. However, with property marketers, they tend to hide it in the fine print. The commissions generally put on the build, not on the purchase of the land or whatever it may be. Uh, so yeah, definitely concerns there. So try and find out how much commission they're getting. You'll probably never be able to find out which means they're probably getting paid too much. Uh, And also, if there's a rental guarantee, run for your life, basically. Rental guarantee means they are offering something for a reason. There's no free lunch in terms of property. You're not going to get a rental guarantee because they absolutely love you. They're offering rental guarantees because it's hard to sell this property at this price and by offering a rental guarantee, it's kind of like a carrot that an uneducated investor is going to think, oh, this has a rental guarantee, therefore it's a good investment. So it's kind of like a trick of the trade. You offer a rental guarantee on an overpriced property in order to get people who are who want that guarantee and see it as stable to actually invest in the property without doing their own research. So if you see rental guarantee, run away. So there are a few things that you should do. I've got a list of 7 things that you should always do before buying from a property advisor. Uh, you can download a free checklist for that. Go to onproperty.com.au forward slash 282 in order to get access to that free checklist. So when it comes to should I buy a new apartment in Darwin? You guys can see my opinion on it is that it's high risk and you really need to consider your options, consider the future growth potential of Darwin before going ahead and doing this. But yeah, definitely some concerns that I have about doing that. Look, I wish you the absolute best in your property journey. I do have a course on how to do suburb research. So some of the stuff that I've talked about here to understand whether an area is a good area to invest in. Like we looked at Darwin and we saw high vacancy rates, that's one of the things to look at. We also want to look at population growth, uh, the economics of the area and a bunch of other things to make sure their area is a good area to invest in. So if you want to learn more about how to do suburb research, check out my course. Go to onproperty.com.au forward slash suburb and you can check out the course details over there. That's going to help you mitigate your risks, understand a suburb so you don't invest in an area that is oversupplied like Darwin is potentially and so that you invest in an area where it's likely to grow in the future. So again, that's onproperty.com.au forward slash suburb. And until next time, guys, stay positive.